episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we are talking about gardens. Ina's Garden, to be more specific, which I I still think is a great title for like a one-off Barefoot Contessa special where we get to see like Ina's garden and all of its glory and maybe like a house tour because we want to see it. I know that all you want to see it. I want to see it. I guess that is a bit intrusive, but she doesn't have to show us, you know, the bedroom, although I'd love to see that. I'm sure it's a beautiful bedroom, Um, but we can start with the garden. I think that would be great. Uh, I don't have anything to report. um, I'm in a bit of a hurry today because I'm going to... um, it's called Top Golf in Pittsburgh. It's like one of those, it kind of reminds me of like a bowling alley, but like for, what is that called? When you drive golf balls, going with a couple friends, it's, uh, you know, you got two hours, you sort of like rent the space. They have like, I don't know, pool tables and uh, like beer and food and drinks and stuff. So it should be fun. It reminds me of like a bowling alley. Because typically, you know, golfing, driving golf balls, you just, you know, you show up and you do it. So uh, it should be fun. I'll report back next week. I'm sure you all will be, uh, you know, dying to hear my review of Top Golf. But uh, I say we get into it. This is season 10, episode 3, and it's called Pots and Plans. A great title. So Ina begins. My friend Joe Teary designed my new garden. So in return, I've decided to make him lunch while he plants the walled herb garden. I'm making him a delicious fresh green pea soup and serving it with a dollop of creme fraiche. Then we'll have roasted red pepper and goat cheese sandwiches with basil from the garden. And when his work is done, we'll have a big slice of carrot and pineapple cake to celebrate. I had a hard time with that one. I was I delicious, fresh. That's a tongue twister. A lot of SH uh, sounds going on there. Every time I think of the word creme fraiche, I think of that South Park episode, which I've actually not seen. Amanda, if you're listening, I know you know. But uh, where they just like, I, th- I don't know if they're making fun of Ina or like cooking shows, but they call it like creme fraiche. Because honestly, it has like a lot of accent marks in that word. Like when it came up on my um, my like closed captioning, because I watched it with the subtitles, uh, it looked like hieroglyphics, but um, I've never had it. I think I've said that before, but, uh, you know, one of these days I'll get some. So Ina starts with a fresh pea soup, which sounds delicious. I don't know if everyone is a fan of peas. I love them. I usually, I'm excited when I get like a pasta and there are peas in it. Like I love a good, um, I don't know, some sort of maybe... uh, some sort of flat noodle. I mean, all noodles are flat for the most part, but like I would love like a bow tie pasta and like a cream sauce with like garlic in it. And then maybe like some, uh, some peas. And then what's the other stuff called? The, uh, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on it. It's like the Italian, everyone calls it the Italian bacon. Oh my goodness. I have to look it up. Give me a second. Pancetta, that's what it's called. Um, either that or like prosciutto that, that's like kind of crisp. I love stuff like that. That's that's good stuff to me. Um, so yeah, this is all to say peas are awesome. Um, so she starts out the soup by cutting up one leek. And Ina tells us that they're really great, but they have a lot of sand in them, as we know. 
So she gives it a big rough chop and then she puts this, she puts it into like this beautiful lime green Le Creuset stock pot. Is it a Dutch oven stock pot? I don't know what you call this, but anyway, it's like, a, it's almost like a lime, yeah, like a lime green sort of, it's not loud though. You know, sometimes like it's not chartreuse, but it's, it's perfect and it matches the soup really well. And I'm sure this was like all planned by the magic of Ina Garden's crew. Um, so she chops up an onion and throws it into the pan with the leeks and the butter. And she says, this is a great day. Joe gets to garden. I get to cook. We both get to do exactly what we want to do. And then we have a great lunch. That does sound great. I think that there is something to say for, I mean, obviously she's not married to Joe, but like, uh, you know, if you have a partner or even just like, or with a friend for the day that you kind of just do your own thing and then you meet up to like eat or just, uh, you know, maybe go out to eat, have a cup of coffee, have a glass of wine. It sounds like a great day. So we cut next to Joe in the garden He's very handsome. There's like certain angles that make him not look handsome, but I think overall, he's a good looking guy. He's wearing like light wash jeans. Uh, he's wearing like a green and white checkered dress shirt with a hunter green vest over top of it. It's He's giving some serious like dad vibes. You know what I mean? I feel like he's a little younger than Ina, but not by much, if that makes sense. Um, but back in the kitchen, Ina pulls out the chicken stock and some frozen peas. And she puts it in the stock pot for about three minutes with the onions and the leeks. And then she chops up about a third of a cup of fresh mint leaves. And I told you all that we were going to, I mean, Keon and I really dropped the ball here because we, I can't remember what happened. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I think we did buy mint. Maybe we didn't. But in my mind, I haven't been in the backyard in like centuries, but our, our herbs are thriving actually because... It's been like crazy rain here in Pittsburgh, like scary thunderstorms, like for like a week straight. And then it's like sunshine. So it's really doing well for our garden because we're getting a lot of rain and then a lot of sunshine. But uh, I could do without the thunderstorms. We lost our power like three times yesterday. It's not great, especially when it's like summertime and you're depending on that AC. Oof, it's tough. But back to the mints, I, I feel like we bought it. And it's not doing well, which is sad because I really wanted that mint. Ugh. Oh, wait. I am mistaken. I, ugh, my herbs. I'm getting my wires crossed here. So what we really wanted was dill. We actually have a shit ton of mint in our backyard. It's like, I don't know, like, if you know, you know when it comes to mint because it grows like wildfire. It is like all over our yard now, which isn't the worst thing. And every time I cut the grass, if I get too close to it, and chop up a couple like mint uh, mint leaves. It's uh it's pretty nice. But dill was the herb that we wanted, and I don't think we got it. Or if we did buy it, it's not doing well, which is sad. Um, so that's uh, you know, no big dill. Waka waka. <laughs> um, okay. So she, I think it's time to blend the soup. Um, I'm surprised she didn't use a food processor. Uh, food oh, a food processor. Excuse me. It's like. She uses almost like a blender, I guess. I guess I feel a blade is a blade, is it not? I don't know. Maybe there is a, a consistency that a blender achieves that is different from a food processor. To me, they kind of do the same thing, but either way. The reason I say that is because she ladles in one ladleful into the, um, the, uh, 
Oh my goodness. Uh, the blender. Jeez, jeez Louise here. Um, and then she puts the lid on top of the blender and then she ladles it. She put like, there's this little lid on top of the blender. Obviously the lid's there. And then she like screws open a, like it's, it's like a small hole on, it's about the size of an Oreo cookie. Nay, a like a Chips Ahoy cookie is what it is. And she is just like ladling the soup in. I just... Again, I think she needs that mega Pyrex that, that can hold like half a gallon of liquid. I don't know why she's not utilizing her tools here. I'm going to have to, you know, write into Ina. Um, but, you know, she says, <laughs> I think she said something like, it doesn't matter if you drop a few peas on the counter, which she certainly did. And it's hot too. I don't know. But, uh, you know, she, she got what she needed to do or she did what she needed to do. Uh, so in the soup, by the way, is a, it's just like this gorgeous color of green. Green is my favorite color, by the way, for all those who are wondering. And it's just like this, uh, it looks so inviting and vibrant and, uh, anyway, she puts it in the fridge to cool. And now it's onto that roasted red pepper sandwich. So she starts by roasting the peppers 500 degrees into the oven for 30 minutes. She leaves the stem on and everything. She doesn't put any oil on. She just like throws them in there. I, I was surprised by that. I guess she says that um, if you're really feeling, you know, confident in your ability to do this, that you can like get some tongs and roast them over like an open flame on the stove. But you know, who has the time um, or the, the patience? I don't know. I feel like I would set the whole kitchen on fire if I tried to do that. So um, cut to, you know, 30 minutes later, the peppers look like deflated balloons, really, on the on the sheet pan. Um, she covers them with foil so they can steam, uh, which makes them able to be uh, kind of peel the skin easily. So next up is the vinaigrettes, which is uh, for like the peppers to marinate in, which is olive oil, balsamic vinaigrette, two cloves of garlic, and two tablespoons of capers. A lot of capers lately. Um, but that's not a problem because I love them. So she peels the peppers. She takes the skin off since it's a little bit bitter and then just kind of leaves like the flesh of the pepper. And then she just like tosses them into the vinaigrette to marinate for a bit. Ugh, I, I would like eat the peppers like that. That could be like a meal for me right there, just that bowl. Um, so after she puts the, all of the peppers into the vinaigrette, she says, I wonder what Joe is up to in the garden. So Ina walks out to the garden it looks beautiful. It's like from a movie. They, I don't know what kind of plants these are. It's really wild. Um, they look like, I don't even know. It looks like something from like a cartoon or like a fantasy world. They look like succulents almost, but they also look like lettuce and they're like purple, but they're also like the size of like, I feel like they're bigger than a bowling ball, to be honest. So, uh, I don't know if anyone knows plant. Kate, I'll have to send you a picture of it because I know you'll know or Aaron will know. Um, anyway, so Ina says to uh, Joe, she's like, if you don't mind, can I undo some of the herbs over there? And uh, she like kind of laughs and Joe, <laughs> Joe's like, okay, I guess so. And she's like, makes them grow faster. And Joe gives, you know, a winning smile and says, go right ahead. So Ina snips some basil and some chives and turns to the camera and says, time to make lunch. And then she holds up, you know, she like holds up the herbs and off she goes. So she's back in the kitchen. She heats up the soup uh, and is kind of just like preparing for lunch. She cuts up uh, some ciabatta. I love how Ina says ciabatta because she really gets the tea in there. She says ciabatta. 
She's, uh, you know, she's trying to take a page from uh, from Giada's book, Chiabatta. Uh, but anyway, it looks fresh. And I feel that I have railed against Chiabatta on this podcast before. But this one, it looks great. I think my complaint with it before is that I feel like every sandwich I've had with Chiabatta, just like you take one bite and everything just like oozes out and falls on your plate and nothing like stays in it. I don't know if it's like the curve of the sandwich or... I feel like it's just not good ciabatta. That I think honestly that's what it is because this looks a little bit more porous and like soft. Whereas like I probably had like a ciabatta sandwich at like Panera. Like who are we kidding? Um, but I'm you know I'm willing to give ciabatta a chance. I I'm I'm willing to kind of you know maybe one day I'll go to like I almost said the bread store. There's no such thing in Pittsburgh. There should be a bakery in Pittsburgh that just sells bread. That would be awesome. But you know, I'll go to a, a specialty food store and say, give me your finest ciabatta and see see how it goes. Uh, so she cuts the ciabatta like half in half, but like lengthwise, if that makes sense. And then like opens it up and then spreads on one side of it, like this beautiful herbed goat cheese. Then it's time for the peppers. And then she lays some like fresh basil down. And she says, who wouldn't want to have this for lunch? And honestly... I don't think anyone... No, how do I say that? I always get confused with, like, double negatives like that. Who wouldn't want to have this for lunch? Is the answer, like, nobody... Or no, I would want to have that for <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But I will say, I would want that for lunch. I don't know why my brain is malfunctioning here. But uh, let's move on to some onions, which is, I think, the last thing she puts on. Yeah, some red onions, which I feel you got to be careful there. She says... She slices it thin, but it's a, it's almost a little too thick for my taste because sometimes red onions can really overpower. You know what I mean? So she puts on the top of the sandwich, cuts it into quarters, and then plates it. And then she puts like a... Uh, she's like serving up the, uh, the soup. She puts a dollop of creme fraiche um, in it and some chives. I think she does that before and after, after she puts it in a bowl. It's, again, so vibrant and bold. It's like a rhapsody of green, really. It's just beautiful. Um, she adds a dollop of creme fraiche. The, the final product is like the soup, dollop of creme fraiche, sprinkle of chives, and then she takes it to Joe in the garden. And Joe, you know, God bless him. He's a man of few words. He chimes in after Ina says, she's trying to make a joke about how she, you know, he planted all these herbs and she's kind of stealing them away. And she's like, I really mowed them down. (laughs) And she like kind of laughs. And Joe's like, well, there were herbs in the garden. And Ina's just like rolling in the aisles with that one. Um, But good for Joe. He seems like a a quiet type. So, you know, he's doing his best. So Ina asks, now, can I put more herbs in the garden? And Joe says, absolutely. What else would you want? And Ina says, well, I use rosemary. I use thyme a lot and parsley. And I wrote this note down, but it's quickly resolved later. Ina says, she's like, can I go to the garden center and get it? And Joe says, sure. And then Ina laughs and says, and I'll have a treat for you after you're done with that. So I thought, because she said, can I go to the garden center? But really, in reality, like she's making Joe go to the garden center. But Spoiler alert, everyone. Ina goes herself. She can get her own herbs. Thank you. I don't know what Joe did while she was at the herb garden or the herb. What is it called? The garden center. He kind of just like, I don't know, took a snooze in the garden. Who knows? 
Um, so anyways, the treat that um, Ina is making, Joe, is uh, carrot and pineapple cake. And Joe, like, if I heard that was on the way, I'd be like, yes. <laughs> Joe simply says, oh, excellent. Perfect. He is like nonplussed. But, you know, again, I think he's really excited, but he just doesn't know how to express himself, which is, you know, fine. But carrot cake, honestly, I I would say it's a, it's not a hit or miss for me, but I remember Brad, if you're listening, I don't know if you, if you listen yet, Brad, but my one friend Brad, who also knows Kate and Aaron too, it's just one big happy family, we went to West Virginia, um, and I think we were in Thomas, West Virginia, and we all rented a cabin, and Brad brought down this amazing carrot cake, and it was Ina's. It was Ina's recipe, but I don't think it was this one. I mean, I it it wouldn't surprise me if she um had just like a plain carrot cake as well. But I feel like the carrot cake had almost everything in it except like minus the pineapple. I feel like it had raisins and maybe walnuts, and ugh, I mean, it's it's so good. So, and I think of that carrot cake. Often, I think I remember. <laughs> I remember that night we all, you know, were drinking, of course, and I, I feel like we served the cake, and I had my piece, and I was just, I don't know, I was just like roaming around drunk, and I saw <laughs> a piece of cake on a plate, and I, it looked like it was finished, and I think there were like two bites left, and I took like the last two bites, and Keon yelled at me. He was very upset. I think it actually ended up being Brad's. Um, he, uh, he really let me have it that night. He's like, I can't believe you did that. I was like, who cares? Uh, but it was fine. I don't know. I was just like, you know, I was drunk and the cake looked good. And I think we had put the cake, we had put the cake away. So that was really my last chance. I had to get another bite. Anyway, um, so she is, Ina starts out by saying, what could be a more appropriate dessert for a gardener than a carrot cake? Which is cute. Actually, I like that. Um, so she's grating the carrots and then chops up some pineapple and, uh, then she starts the batter, which is two cups of sugar, some vegetable oil, uh, three eggs. And then she reminds us, you know, you never, you never know when you're going to get a bad egg and ruin everything you've already done. Has anyone ever had a bad egg? Have we had that conversation? I feel like I've had two bad eggs in my like 35 years of existence. Like, I feel like I don't know. I guess like when you're a caterer, though, you're dealing with a lot more eggs than the average person. So it makes sense that a batter could be ruined, you know, or especially a large, like if you're making a wedding cake or something and you just happen to put eggs in and you're like, oh my God, I have to start over. So I guess it's good advice, but like, I don't know. I I can't remember the last bad egg I've ever had. So those are my thoughts. Um, Anyway, she adds the eggs to the mixture along with a teaspoon of good vanilla And, you know, next are the dry ingredients, the typical flour, there's some cinnamon, baking soda, salt, and then she mixes it together and then pours in a cup of chopped walnuts and then raisins. Uh, She puts it in a separate bowl first, and then she puts, you know, the classic trick of putting in a tablespoon of flour so they don't sink to the bottom, which is a hot tip. It's great. Uh, And then she folds the raisins and the walnuts into the batter. And then on top of that is the carrots and pineapple. Um, Ina remarks, this is a great way to get carrots into your kids. (laughs) It's just funny because it's like, there's like two cups of sugar, like a cup of oil, you know, I mean, it's, I get what she's saying, but you know, it's not, it's not healthy by any means, but it's, uh, 
it's carrots, so I have to agree a little bit there. The batter looks like snot. I hate saying that, but it really does. It's a really, really wet batter. The way that she was like, it just, it doesn't look so appetizing um, when she's, you know, putting it into the, the cake pans, but, you know, it's fine. So she throws them into the oven for an hour, which gives her enough time to go to the garden center for the herbs. So she's at the garden center. Um, what does she say here? She's like, you can never have too many fresh herbs in the garden. I, I here's, a, here's a side note. I always feel a little weird leaving the house whenever the oven is on. Maybe that's what Joe did. <laughs> Maybe Ina was like, Joe, I need you to watch the oven because I got to go to the garden center. Um, because I feel like I've only done it like twice in my life. Like if I'm home alone or like if Keon and I, I don't know. I just can't imagine doing it. Like immediately I feel like if I left the house and came back even like three minutes later, (laughs) the house would be like up in flames. I don't know. I, I guess it's like, I feel like that's something my mother like ingrained in me. I know it's not smart, obviously to leave your house, but like I feel like sometimes you gotta, and in this case, you gotta go to get the herbs and, uh, you know, time is money here. So Ina just left the oven on and head, headed straight to the garden center. Um, and speaking about, uh, the garden center, she's wearing, she's wearing this like black coat and like a burnt orange scarf. She looks, she looks great. And she picks up like a shit ton of rosemary and thyme and parsley. She gets flat leaf cars, <laughs> parsley. She gets flat leaf parsley and curly parsley. I prefer curly myself. Um, and that's that. So next, she's back in the kitchen making frosting. Oh gosh, I mean, is there anything better than cream cheese frosting? I really, it's so good. And the reason it's so good is it's because it's three quarters of a pound of cream cheese and half a pound of butter. She adds one teaspoon of vanilla and then a pound. (laughs) I just love that it's a pound of confectioner sugar. Oh, it looks so good though. I would like bathe in this frosting if I could. Oh, I just love it. And then she, uh, she gets the cake off of the counter and places it on a cake stand. And then she, uh, introduces the tip. I feel like I've mentioned it before too, but the tip of putting like, you know, maybe, maybe four or five like little squares of parchment under the cake. So when she frosts it, it doesn't like, she can, if the, if the frosting kind of drips down a bit, it just makes for like cleaner lines and it's, uh, it's actually a really cool thing. So she starts to ice it. Um, this is just my opinion. I feel like people always neglect the middle layer of frosting. If you're going to make like a two tiered cake, you know, you have the frosting in the middle, put a little bit more in there. I don't know. I guess it's not meant to have that much, but um, I'm always pleasantly surprised when there's like a good, like solid thick level, like uh, layer, excuse me, of, of like frosting in the middle and like the very middle, because I feel like you never know how much to put in. And maybe it's not a great idea because the cake could, I guess, potentially like tilts, you know, or slide a little bit. And it's more just like meant to be like, I don't know, something to hold it together. Who knows? But um, put a little bit more frosting in there, will you? Um, but the frosting looks heavenly. I could I could just eat it with a spoon. That, that could be my dessert. Um, so next she takes her palette knife and just runs it up and down like vertically around the cake and it it looks great and she places some pineapples on top some 
excuse me, some slices. Um, I feel like there could have been like, I don't know, the way that she cut the pineapples, it still looks great, but it's not her best moment. I feel like usually Ina has a good eye for making a cake, you know, like something simple. I feel, I mean, she could have left them out, but at the same time, we all know that Ina loves to leave a little, you know, a little Easter egg on top of like what's actually inside the cake. So I guess it's, I guess it's okay. So she says, she like lifts up the cake and say, she's like, I'd say Joe and I had a really great treat. Or no, she said, I say Joe and I have a really great treat. He's been working so hard in the garden and I've been working so hard in the kitchen. We deserve it. (laughs) And then she just like walks out the door. Um, So Ina gives Joe a huge piece. I would, again scream if someone handed this to me out of pure joy just be like oh my gosh and he just he looks at it and he's like "Mm, that's terrific I'm like Joe you don't even know what you have in your hand it looks so good so um you know Ina and Joe are kind of chatting I must said around the fire but it's it seems like it you know the Adirondack chairs sort of situation in the garden and Ina asks if her herbs are okay and Joe says it's perfect great choices And then Ina says, maybe in the spring I can plant some carrots and I can make you carrot cake again. And Joe, actually, he laughs hard at this one. Uh, I don't know why, out of all the jokes, he he almost spit out his cake. It was so funny. So Ina offers him coffee, and then they sort of cheers together. And then Ina says, thank you so much. I love my garden. It's amazing. And that's the end. (laughs) That's the end of that episode. That cake is probably the highlight for me. I would... I really can't control myself when it comes to cake. I mean, really any sweets, but, uh, and it drives me crazy because Keon, although he has a sweet tooth, I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times we've had like leftover cake and it's gone like before Keon can even like blink. Like I, I love cold cake. Oh my God. Like I just love, I love homemade cake. Store-bought cakes aren't my favorite favorite, but like they're still good, obviously. And I know there's like, you know, the age old battle of like the sort of like the whipped, like the whipped cream frosting versus like buttercream. I'm always a buttercream fan. I do like the whipped every once in a while, but um, yeah, leftover cake rules. It's awesome. And I, I would eat that whole cake if I had, I hope she gave Joe some to take home, but I guess we'll never know. But what I do know is that we are at the end of the episode. So thank you again for listening, everyone. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at GoodVanillaPod at gmail.com. Also, I made a Facebook group for the Good Vanilla. Very easy to find. Just, you know, type in the Good Vanilla in that search bar on Facebook and uh, join the party. If you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review, or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.